Podcast Answer Man, episode number 385. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this, my friends, is a podcast that is devoted to taking your message, your business, and everything you do in life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world we live in or if you're just getting things started. There's something we can all do to take everything we do to the next level. That's right, my friends, and yes, it's been a couple weeks since I've done the intro music, and well, you know, I just felt like bringing it back this week. You know, I, I'm kind of just, um, you know, just taking things as they go, however I feel the day is what I might do today, and experiencing the freedom that comes with being, well, your own boss, and, and the experiencing the freedom of not having to, having to answer to any kind of program director of a radio station or anything crazy like that. I make it up as I go along. I get to do what I want to do, and today I felt music was 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 the right way to open up the show. But anyway, today I want to first of all tell you that I may cough uncontrollably, and if I do, uh, the great news is that I have a pause button. And so if I get to the place where you hear me start to say something and I pause, and then I come back and, and it's like... What just happened there? Well, I'll try to tell you that I, I just coughed and moved on. Maybe maybe I'll be okay. I, I just basically getting over some bronchitis. I talked about it a little bit last week, but uh, I I took some uh, took a breath of my inhaler right before I started this thing. We might be okay. We'll see. Bottle of water in front of me. Do you guys ever deal with that? Have you have you been recording podcasts long enough to where you've actually been sick during a normal programming schedule? Sometimes the show just has to go on. And uh, that's what we're doing today. Anyway, I do have uh, some things prepared ahead of time. I'm going to talk today about these topics, just to give you a feel for what's coming up here. Uh, One of the things I'm going to talk about is what is it about the Serial Podcast and the Startup Podcast? What What do those two shows have in common that has made them so popular in in like in all of the podcasting space? And no, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think it's actually the format. And we're going to talk a little bit about why I think that uh, in just a few moments. Also, I want to give you an update about iTunes and something that's going to be going on over the next couple of days and why things might be delayed there. I'm going to tell you about a special audio branding package. If you want to have an intro for your show, for your podcast, you want to record a little bit of a promo for some kind of class that you have coming up or anything like that, then by all means, uh, those folks can put it together for you. I also have some great news for podcasters who want to create a Facebook page, uh, something about being listed as a podcast in Facebook. And then the question that I'll ask is, should you? A little bit more about that. And then I'm going to have, for those of you who are on the on the what is it the 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 light side <laughs> the if you guys are mac users i'm going to have 3 mac user tips today and for those of you who are not yet mac users 
no problem at all. I won't spend too much time on those, but uh, certainly I know that those who have a Mac will certainly want to hear what I have to share. And of course, uh, there's been a lot more recent exposure for podcasting in the mainstream media, and I'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's going to be pretty much uh, everything. So let me, uh, I'm going to roll up here because I just saw that promo, and I'm going to give an example of a promo by putting in podcasting A to Z. All right, let's get started. So the first topic that I want to talk about is cereal. Now, this is not your breakfast cereal. I think everybody that is listening to my voice by now, you've probably heard of the podcast Cereal. I mentioned it a couple weeks back. First podcast to reach, it was the fastest podcast to reach 5 million downloads, iTunes downloads. It could There are more outside of iTunes, but iTunes had recorded 5 million downloads, and it was the fastest show that had ever done that in such a short period of time. And so... Anyway, they're, they're, the Serial Podcast, the last episode was released today. Now, I will not reveal to you what that resulted in because I did listen to it. It was the first thing I listened to this morning. In fact, my friend Dan Franks posted on Facebook. He goes, as far as I know, this is the first time I've woken up in the morning and simply jumped right out of bed because I was so looking forward to listening to an, uh, the latest episode of a podcast. And he was, of course, referring to the Serial podcast uh, with Sarah Koenig. Anyway, I've been listening to this thing through all the way through and listened to the final episode today. And from the first episode all the way to the last episode, probably one of the most entertaining shows that I've listened to in all the years I've listened to podcasting. Now, now don't get me wrong. I, I will not tell you that the Serial podcast has been my favorite podcast of all time. In fact, it it doesn't even beat uh, This Week in Tech for me. It doesn't beat uh, MacBreak Weekly for me. It does not break uh, three of the uh, podcasts from Father Roderick Von Hogan that I listen to, which is The Break with Father Roderick, The Walk with Father Roderick, and Geek Week with Father Roderick. Uh, so it doesn't beat those shows for my favorite. It doesn't beat Ray Edwards. It doesn't beat Dan Miller. And it doesn't even beat Michael Hyatt. So I'm sorry about that. No, I'm not sorry about that. Uh, but it is something that was for the last, what is it, how many episodes were there? I, I, I can't even remember now. Was it 20 episodes? Anyway, for however, or maybe it was 12 episodes. I can't remember. Somebody in the chat room will tell me. Anyway, when when they get caught up there. So the, the thing is, though, is for these weeks, it has been the first show that I will go to because it has been so engaging, so entertaining. And here's the thing. Now, Serial came out. After I think, or maybe it came. Maybe I know. I know. I learned about Serial after Alex Bloomberg's startup podcast. Now, Alex Bloomberg's start startup podcast does not have the same popularity of Serial. So, while I would say that ninety nine out of ten of you who are hearing my voice right now, nine out of ten of you have been listening to Ster- to Serial. And actually, let's just put it this way. Nine out of ten podcast listeners probably have been listening to Serial, um, whereas um, when it comes to startup, it's it's popular. It is definitely a top ranked podcast in iTunes in all of iTunes, but it is not as popular as Serial. But there's still very it's still very popular. It had a lot of uh, mass appeal, and it also had a lot of media stream, media attention appeal. Now, Sarah Kenick, by the way. She was on the Stephen Colbert show. It's one of his final shows. 
uh, you know, because he's getting ready to there. He's getting ready to leave uh, Comedy Central to be taken over David Letterman's job. And one of the final shows has a, a podcaster, you know, somebody who's it, to talk about their podcast, which was pretty amazing. So hugely po- popular stuff. And and the thing is, is Sarah Koenig with Serial, the, the first at least this first season and with Alex Broom- Bloomberg and his startup podcast. There, t- there, there are two shows that just instantly rose to the top of the charts, and a lot of people are speculating that the reason those shows have risen to the top of the charts is because of their format, and I disagree vehemently. So here's the deal. I, I do not think that it's their format that made these shows as successful as they are. There are a couple. Now, let me just say this: their their format is amazing. Uh, the the way that they do this narrative storytelling, where they you know they have you know they basically walk you through a story and play audio clips and and kind of narrate those those audio clips from beginning to end, and they actually approach the story by writing it out and 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 deciding how to tell the story. The audio production and quality, all of it, the, the, the it is it is top notch and it is really awesome. But I can tell you right now, that is not why that show is so popular or those shows are so popular. I'll explain, but it, it certainly leads to it. It, 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 it. The quality of the production and, and that way of story, storytelling is certainly appealing to, the, to an audience, but it's not why it's popular. I, why, so why is it popular? Well, first of all, it had the weight of NPR behind it. Now, NPR has been around for years and years and years. Uh, both of them, but both startup and also uh, this Serial podcast. Now, Serial is actually a spinoff of NPR. So NPR certainly had a lot to do with produ- uh, promoting that show and the way that they promoted it certainly got a lot of attention and it wasn't the format that got it. It was the it was the number one, the promotion with NB- from P- NPR and it was the story. See the, the there that's that's the common ingredient between the startup podcast and the serial podcast. It's not the format that made it popular. I believe it is the compelling story being told. So, for example, um, here's what I can tell you: is that Alex Bloomberg comes and says, "Listen, I'm going to give you a real life account of what most people never get to see, what it's like." to have a startup company. Now, I have a friend of mine, uh, I, I, I won't say his name because I don't, as far as I know, this podcast never came to light. But I had suggested that he share his startup experience. Um, he, was, he had created a podcast or created a, an online web service uh, related to food trucks. And no, it's not my friend Pat, Pat Flynn because he does have a f- food trucker show and he does have a food trucker podcast. But this is another fr- friend of mine who was re- creating an online web-related business for food trucks. And in, he, was act- he had actually been recording his experience of telling this story about how he, you know, the experiences that he was having in getting this startup off the ground. Uh, the, and I told him, I said, it'd be great if you shared that as a, as a, as a podcast. I bet you people would be interested in that. And he agreed, but that show, as far as I know, has never come to light. And, and he'll, he's probably going to listen to this and he'll let me know if that's the case or not. But he pursued some other things, but not that particular show. Now, I will tell you, 
that, you know, the fact that NPR, you know, that Alex Bloomberg was working with NPR, uh, Sarah got the full support of NPR, they got all of that promotion, that helped. Yes, their their ability to create content and tell a compelling story in a certain way or in a in a certain format. The 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 and I'm talking about when I say format, I'm talking about the way they tell a story. Um, that those two things are are very huge, but it's the compelling story. And and so first and foremost, what got me into serial is is not like oh my gosh, you have to listen to the serial podcast because of the way. This story is told. Although when I told about it, it's like man, and they tell it in a very amazing way. But what I got is this is the first. They, this, this is a real life murder case. This isn't made up. This isn't fiction. This is a real life fifteen year old murder case that is being uh, being investigated. You know, and there's this guy Adnan, and and he's 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 in prison. He's for a life sentence for the murder of his ex girlfriend Hay Haylin. Uh, anyway, his ex girlfriend Hay, and and week by week they're telling the story of of how Sarah, this investigator, uh, investigative reporter, is is researching whether or not did he really do it, and do, you know, is he wrongfully imprisoned? So what a compelling story that is that that is that is what drew me in it wasn't the fact that it was npr it wasn't a, the 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 tonality of their voice it wasn't the fact that they had these audio clips and stuff like that. all of that production value certainly added to the enjoyment of this story but if it was just you know if if you if sarah koenig would have just got behind the microphone and started talking about this story it would have been just as compelling of a story. Now, certainly, the production value helps. Same thing when we go back to startup. You know, the fact is, as Alex Bloomberg leaves his very well-paid job, very secure job, completely risks everything to to go and and start his own business. Now, here's the thing. What makes this even more compelling is the fact that he's never had any business experience in running a business. He's he's actually not even worked when is in his career of working. He's never worked for a for-profit company, and now he wants to go and create a profitable business. And not only that, but a business that other people he's going to try to convince other people to give him one point five million dollars. And and he's in the in his first episode, he show he gives you plays for you and tells you the story of how he's failing miserably at his goal that he has set for himself. This is a compelling story. Do you know how I know that this is a compelling story and how that story alone can carry an audience? Well, because I have a similar story. You know, starting out as a hobby, podcasting about a TV show lost, and all of a sudden you build an audience of tens of thousands of people. 18 months into it, I decide to quit my full-time career and then go into it. And, And people to this day... Nine years after I got started, people today are still wanting to interview me. They are still asking me to tell my story. And lots of people around the world, literally thousands upon thousands of people every week are hearing my story for the very first time, very first time, and are inspired by it. And then all of a sudden come and check out some of the other things that I'm doing. So it's the story that made Serial the first season. It's Adnan's story. That is so compelling. It is Alex Bloomberg's story 
that is so compelling. It is that that is the real draw to those two shows. Yes, the fact that both of them come from NPR and had some ties with This American Life and had that form of storytelling kind of brought in and brought that quality of storytelling. It's, see, it's the story that brought them in. And yes, the, the way they tell the story is very compelling and engaging. But it's not the format of telling the story that way alone that does it. And here's the thing. Since then, I've been listening to Startup every week. And as I'm listening to the show, one of the things that I know is that I'm enjoying hearing how he's progressing along. I'm celebrating the fact that he is fully funded. I'm celebrating the success that he's had in convincing other people about this second golden golden age of audio. I've been believing in this stuff for years, and I know that he's right. But the interesting thing is, is he's already lost Gimlet Media that he's created. Um, he's already started his at least one of his new podcasts, and they promoted it very heavily on their show. And I went and went over there and subscribed to it, listened to the first episode, and about eight minutes into it, I turned it off and I unsubscribed from it. And then the other day, he talked about a new episode at the end of the startup podcast. He talked about a new episode and a new story that they were telling on this other show. I didn't, here's the thing. I don't even remember the name of the other show. And I had even subscribed to it and unsubscribed from it. And the other thing is the, the other day he told me, it's like he, he, he shared in the podcast the you know another story that they were talking about. I'm like, that sounds pretty interesting. I might go check that out. And guess what? I never did. And I have to ask myself, why didn't I go and check out that show? That second that second or third episode that he was talking about. And it's because, well, the story isn't compelling enough. Here's the deal. He the 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 new podcast that Gimlet Media started, it is using the same exact format as the startup podcast. It is using the same exact format as uh, well, th- that's not true because here's the thing. At least with with um, Sarah Koenig and also with Startup, the one thing that's interesting about both of them is that ev- you know to be able to enjoy fully enjoy this week's episode, you do need to hear the previous episodes. So it is a story building upon a story, and the new show that they created is not doing that. It's kind of like just random new you know internet stories, and it's just not as compelling. It's, it's just not. And so what, what I find compelling and what I found that's in Serial uh, the first season and what I found in what I'm finding in Startup is I'm, I'm drawn to the story of Alex Bloomberg. And in what I found that I was drawn to in Serial is not Sarah Koenig. What I found is I was drawn to Adnan and Jay and Hay and all of the investigation that's going on there, that particular story. And here's what I can tell you. Serial is over now. And I'm going to miss it incredibly. However, unlike a lot of other people, I'm not looking forward to Serial Season 2. I mean, I might when it comes out, depending on what Sarah Koenig brings... I might be interesting. It has to be a compelling story that draws me in. But just her being an investigative reporter telling a story from one week to the next, that format 
and doing it in a way where you bring in all these pre-recorded bits and then and bring it in and intertwine it all and format it all together that way, weaving it all in as a story, narrative, and all this stuff, that is not what is going to get me back into season two of Serial. It's going to have to be another compelling story. And I don't know that you're going to be able to top Adnan's story. And I, I already know that she's not planning on doing another you know murder mystery kind of deal. So I wonder, I wonder if Serial will be a one-hit wonder. I also wonder if Startup will be a one-hit wonder. But I'm interested to continue to follow on and see what it is. But the interesting thing that, oh, so Annabelle is saying Reply All. Thank you so much. That is the name of uh, Alex Bloomberg's, you know, the Gimlet Media's first podcast. It's called uh, uh, Reply, yeah, Reply All. But, um... I, yeah, I just couldn't get into it. It, it was it was boring to me. It, it was as boring as all get out, and I I just like this is not interesting. So that that's just how I felt. And now I'm sure other people are loving it. That's fine, but for me is it. So here's what I've seen, and this is why I bring this topic up is because I've seen a number of my friends get all giddy and excited about this format of the narrative story. I've seen a couple of my friends go and completely reformat the way they do their show. Uh, some of them are, are trying to do this. Um, you know, my friend Pat Flynn did an entire episode where he talked about his, you know, trip to Columbus with his team. And by the way, did I enjoy that episode? Yes, I did. I, the thing is, though, is that that episode I happen to know it took him five to six hours of, of post-production to kind of pull all that stuff to do it that way. Um, something that, by the way, he himself pro- would not be able to keep up with that kind of schedule because of all the other th- projects that he's committed to. Um, could he hire somebody else to do some of that work for him and stuff like that? Yeah. But the thing is, is what I found, and, and I enjoyed that episode from Pat, my, my friend Pat, but what what drew me into that story was the compelling story of Pat and learning how to build a team and hearing him tell me the story about who's on his team and the things they had, the conversations that they had. And I probably would have enjoyed it just as much if he just hit record and followed an outline and told me about the story. Now, was it a little bit more engaging and was it a little bit more compelling because he took all the time, effort, and energy to do it the way that he did? Yes, but not every topic that anyone would do in that way would be a compelling and engaging podcast. So I guess what I'm saying here is, and, and th- I'm not saying this to Pat. I'm just saying that Pat is a friend of mine who had done this. I've I've heard of a lot of other people who are you know trying these you know NPR, This American Life, serial slash startup style telling of stories, narrative storytelling. You know, and and folks, don't feel like you have to do that. And just because you find that other people, you know, these shows have risen to the top, it's not that format that got them there, all right? It's number one, the the fact that they got the instant start that they did is they had the support or the, 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 the drawing from their popularity from NPR, number one. Number two, they had a compelling story. And number three, that format. And there's probably a couple other things that I'm not thinking of and haven't given a whole lot of thought to it. Other than to say that I just don't think that the for, the narrative storytelling, storytelling format is something that everybody needs to go and copycat. 
And certainly, I suggest that you don't do it if you don't have five to 10 or even 15 hours a week or 15 hours per episode, five, 10, or 15 hours per episode to create that kind of content. Now, if you do have that amount of time, you're Alex Bloomberg and you've created an entire company to do that kind of content. But you might actually create a, a reply all that may not appeal to people. Um, you know, and again, I say that, but I'm sure that reply all is, is a podcast that lots of people are loving, maybe even tens of thousands. <coughs> but certainly, I will. I I would I would posit that startup the podcast is far more successful than reply all, and always will be. That's my opinion. That's my thinking on that. And you know what? This isn't the first time I've seen people jump on the format bandwagon. My great friend John Lee Dumas created Entrepreneur on Fire. And all of a sudden, the daily podcast, and it's the daily interview of Entrepreneur podcast. And, and you know, he, he gains all the success from all the hard work, effort, and energy, and investment of money and time that he's put into this. And all of a sudden, everybody sees that, and they see his success, and boom, what does everybody do? Not everybody, but what do literally hundreds of people do? They want to mimic his format. They want to mimic his daily interview style format and try to accomplish and copy the same things that he's done. And here's the thing. I've seen hundreds of these podcasts, and do they experience that success? Nope. Some of what makes John Lee Dumas so successful is his story. And it's always a little bit more compelling when the story is your own versus your story is trying to copy what other people are doing. Hmm. Story is important. Format can help tell a good story. That's what I would like to say about all of that. All right, some other things here. Just, uh, you know, some folks out there who are podcasting. Uh, some of you are thinking about creating a podcast and you've been uh, getting ready to launch things. Well, I want to let you know that I got an email from iTunes. So did every other podcaster who has a podcast in iTunes. Hopefully got this email. It says, Dear Podcast Provider, from Monday, December 22nd through Monday, January 5th, 2015, uh, new podcast submissions will require additional time for review and processing. So basically what this means is that if you go into iTunes starting this coming Monday, all the way through January 5th, iTunes is going to be kind of light on the staffing. And for that reason, and they do, they review every single submission of a podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. And as a result of that, um, you know, they 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 listen to a little bit of it, make sure that it's the same kind of that it's the content that's talked about in the description in the feed and everything like that and make sure it's you know they 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 listen to it they so because their staff is going to be light over the holidays people off for Christmas and New Year's stuff like that um you know things are going to be processing slow so while it normally might take about a day or two to get approved in iTunes it could take you a week to get approved in iTunes could take you two so just know that going into it also it says <coughs> excuse me one second also, in the email, it says, during this period, you will, all, you will be able to submit new podcasts. You will also be able to publish new episodes to existing podcasts. Well, you should always be able to do that. 
but new episodes may require additional time to appear in the iTunes store. In the iTunes store, so basically, what they're saying is that the the sh- your newest episode may not show up in the directory listing as quickly as it normally does. So just expect delays until January fifth. That's all you need to know there. Of course, if you have any questions, you can email the iTunes support at podcasts plural at apple.com. And of course, I would imagine that until January 5th, your responses would be delayed quite a bit as well. All right, to give myself a little bit of a breathing room here um, and to drink some water, I'm going to let you know that my good friends over at Music Radio Creative uh, have come up with a brand new version of my audio branding package. Now, if you want to be able to create an audio branding campaign for your podcast, um, have a listen to this. Take the sound of your podcast to the next level. Podcast Answer Man presents an exclusive audio branding package for podcasters. Where only the best voiceovers, singers, musicians, and producers bring their knowledge and talent to you. This exclusive package enables you to brand your podcast with an audio intro and outro that is both professional and memorable. First impressions count. Professional audio branding from Music Radio Creative is one way to make your podcast stand out above all the others in your category. This exclusive Podcast Answer Man audio branding package includes an amazing podcast intro produced with high-quality music and effects, an exciting podcast outro optimized to take advantage of your main call to action, an email consultation with an audio branding specialist to discuss your exact needs and priorities, a complete script writing service plus professional advice on the best choice of music and voice artists for your brand you can take your podcasting efforts to the next level today with the podcast answer man audio branding package from just 299 exclusively at podcastanswerman.com slash audio there you go, my friends, podcastanswerman.com slash audio, and let me just say, the script writing service, hands down, worth the money. Uh, I'll tell you, Isabella does a great job of helping you find the right words to communicate the value of your show, or anything that you're putting together, including any kind of product or service you may want to create like a commercial for. Anyway, just let them know Cliff sent you, and uh, again, podcastanswerman.com slash audio, Uh, is where you can gain access to that exclusive audio branding offer. All righty, so let's see here. Next up, uh, Facebook page has a category for podcasts. Uh, This is, uh, I was notified of this from Bobby Bain, and I saw a really special thank you to Bobby for sharing this with me. And I'm going to click on here. This comes from, he's got a site over at thefarside.tv, and he wrote an article that says, Facebook podcast page category, where it is and how to get it. Now, I'll put a link to this article in the show notes at podcastanswerman.com slash 385. Now, basically, when you create a Facebook page, they used to be called fan pages, what you could do is you could choose that you're a, you're a company, you're a public figure, you're whatever, you know, that what category do you have? Well, now there is a category for podcast. And I guess the cool thing, and this is what Bobby, Bob's, Bob or Bobby was saying, uh, he was saying the cool thing here is that at least, you know, podcasting is getting some recognition uh, from Facebook by having a category, which I totally agree. That is great. And of course, so what you could do is you could create a page 
for your podcast? The question I have to ask is, should you? Um, now, the thing is, is if your podcast is a, is a big enough brand, all of in and of itself, I could see that, you know, having, you know, the pod, you know, well, for him, he's got the far side, alternative topics. He's got this podcast called The Far Side, so he created a page on Facebook for that. He can great, you know, people can like his podcast page, they and he can communicate with them in that way. And of course, he could even do because he has a page, he can do Facebook advertising and other promoted posts and all those other kinds of things to help uh, to take carry things along. Now, the thing is, though, is if you happen to have a company or a, a business or a brand that, that is bigger than just your podcast, I don't know that I would actually, like, for example, I, I, here's the deal. I still today do not yet have another page for Podcast Answer Man, my business, not my podcast, but my business. Um, and the reason why is because I used to have one and I took it away because I, I felt like I was double posting stuff between my profile and my my Facebook page, I the with the algorithm changes, I was reaching a whole lot more people with my personal profile. And so I just decided to completely delete my Facebook page and I decided to only focus on my personal profile. I don't, I have not yet regretted that decision, although I will tell you that I can't do Facebook advertising. And I may wanna do some Facebook advertising in 2015 and so therefore I may end up having to create a page. Now if I do have to create a page, I don't think I'm going to create a page that says facebook.com slash podcast answer man and have it as under the category podcast. Instead, it would be under the category business because, you know, my podcast is actually a marketing tool or it is a an outlet for content distribution that is related to the business, the overall thing. So, so basically, in my mind, is that for money people, the podcast isn't the product, the podcast isn't the isn't the business. The podcast is a part of the business. So anyway, I I, I agree uh, that it's cool that Facebook has created these. Now the thing is, is that if I was doing an entertainment based podcast like Hunger Games fan podcast, that's something I could definitely see myself having a Facebook page for. And then all of a sudden, it is all about gaining support and fans for the fans for the podcast but if it's your business then I don't know that I would actually create a fan page for the podcast I would create it for the the overall business and promote the podcast just as heavily as anything else going on in your business so anyway that's my tops uh uh my topic there and my thoughts on it and Bobby thank you for sharing that information all right, so I told you I have three Mac tips. I'll keep these quick and to the point, uh, but the first thing I want to say is that I told you last week that I upgraded to uh, OSX Yosemite, and I am operating with iOS 8 on all my iOS devices, and as a result of that, there is some functionality that uh, that is very interesting to me in the field of podcasting, one of them is this ability. Actually, what, some of it's not related to podcasting, but the one that is related to podcasting is the fact that I can now configure FaceTime to be hooked up to my iMessage account, and I can also hook it up you know, on my phone as well. And if you go into your FaceTime settings, you can set things up so that you can actually make FaceTime audio calls using your telephone 
dialing out to telephone numbers. I did this the other day and it works great. And so um, if you're looking for a way, you, you could probably try to figure out how to do a mix minus. And if you do, if you know how to do a mix minus, just like you do a mix minus with Skype and dial out using Skype, now you can actually use your cell phone uh, through this FaceTime audio and and dial out to telephones. Hmm, pretty interesting stuff. Anyway, so if you wanna if you want to find out how to set up and configure that, just do a Google search for configure FaceTime audio calls Yosemite. Uh, just do that in in, in uh, Google and you'll find out how to set that up. But if you already have the setup and the audio configuration to do a Skype mix minus call, I can tell you that it, it works pretty much exactly the same to be able to do a FaceTime audio through your tele through your cell phone your iPhone anyway, and and so it's pretty neat. So yeah, there's that. And then of course, another thing that I found on my Mac that I could do is I could actually send and receive SMS text messages. These are non-IMS messages, or iMessage messages. So I've had iMessaging, the messaging app on my desktop for quite some time, ever since I had Mountain Lion, Lion. But now, um, it, which allowed me to message or text with anybody who had iMessage. Now, I can pair that up with my phone, and if I pair that up with my phone and say, you know what, I want my desktop to be able to use my phone to send and receive text messages, it also brings those into my messages app on Yosemite. And so now I can actually text message um, the guys who are in my mastermind group. I have one green guy. You know, for those of you who are Mac users, iOS users, you know exactly what I mean when I say I've got one green guy. There's one green guy who is in my mastermind group that I meet with on a weekly basis. And so what happened was every week, about 15 minutes before our our phone call for our mastermind group, I would go and message or text um, all the guys in my group. And I would use my desktop to message um, Pat Flynn. I would message... Michael Stelzner, I would message all these other guys and, and 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 I would message them. And then all of a sudden I'm like, let me pull out my phone. And then I have to open up my phone and then I would go in and find the message that I did over there because it, you know, syncs it up with iMessage and I would copy that and then I would go and find up, I find the green guy and then I would paste it in and hit send and, you know, it, I, is it really that big of a deal? No, but, but I had the green guy, you know? So anyway, um, the cool thing is, is now I can actually send text messages to the green guy in the group. <laughs> and he knows who he is, and I won't out him here. Uh, and I'm sure he's happy to be a non-iPhone using guy. And, and he's a totally awesome guy anyway. All righty. So that's the second Mac t- tip is that not only can you do FaceTime audio through your cell phone using your Mac OS desktop using Yosemite, you can also do texting and there is one other little Mac software tip that I want to give you guys. I heard I subscribed to the Verge news report, uh, website, and they have. Uh, let's see here. Uh, where is it at? No, this isn't. This is this is Business Insider. So there's a. It's called Duet Display. I think is the name of it. Anyway, this is from BusinessInsider.com, and it looks like it's also Slate.com. Anyway, it says an Apple excellent. An Apple, no, an ex-Apple engineer's new app turns your iPad into a second display for your Mac. Now, um, there have been applications out there like Air Display. 
that you can pay for and download onto your iPad and you can connect via Wi-Fi from your laptop over to your iPad and you can use your iPad as a secondary display. The only issue with that is is that number one, it's connecting via Wi-Fi and number two, there's latency. Now, what's happened is this ex-engineer that was working with Apple for so many years, he had worked in uh, with the desktop apps and he had worked with the iMac and he has created a way for you to use the sync cable, the lightning cable. So you just plug it into lightning on your, on your uh, iPad and you plug in the USB cable and if you download the application from the website uh, onto your Mac and onto your iPad, you have a zero latency uh, secondary display. So it's literally like plugging in an external monitor uh, without the latency. It it sounds amazing. Um, So yeah, I'm very excited about this now. The thing is, is this is not yet available. It says Duet, it says Duet Display launches Monday. So it's this coming Monday. I think that's the 22nd we said. Uh, you'll be able to download it right here, and there's a link to it. So it's at duetdisplay.com. And it says here, thanks for downloading Duet for Mac. Don't forget to download the iOS, iOS companion from the App Store today. So it looks like it might even be available now. So I am going to email my iPad. All right. So there we go. So I went ahead and had it email me so that I will get this because I definitely would love to have a secondary display without latency. Uh, and I do happen to take my iPad mini with me wherever I go. So, and and if this actually works extremely well, this may be a good reason to get uh, an iPad Air or to kind of hold off and wait and see if they have a jumbo or a larger sized iPad. Because I've been thinking about getting an external display that's portable, but they're all so huge and, and stuff like that. This would be perfect. So I know that if I know that if I'm as geeked out and as excited about this, I know that some of you will be as well. So duet d u e t display dot com. All right, next up here, you know what? I need to take another drink, and uh, I do want to let you know that Monday, January twelfth, I will start my nineteenth session of podcasting A to Z. Uh, I've had over 400 students that have gone through podcasting A to Z, and as far as I know, I don't know of any other online course that can say this. I've had a 100% satisfaction rating. 100% of the people, 100% of the over 400 students who have gone through my online course have been completely satisfied, and that's pretty exciting. Anyway, I have a next, another course coming up Monday, January twelfth, and I've already have I already have thirteen students signed up. I usually consider it to be a sold out session at twenty students, so I have room right now for seven more before I stop marketing the course. Now I can take a little bit more than that. I've had thirty students before; would not be a problem to have another thirty student session here in January, especially since I've cut back on so many other things going on in my business. And here's the thing, if you haven't done so already, I encourage you to go to podcastinga-z.com and <coughs> excuse me, the first thing that I recommend that you do is uh, read the testimonials at the bottom before anything else. Read those testimonies and, and here's what I will tell you. If you sign up for four, four weeks of podcasting A to Z, 
you get me as a personal coach standing by to answer any and every question you have for an entire four-week period of time. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to take a drink of water. Let me go ahead and play this for you. Are you thinking of launching your own podcast and don't know where to start? You could have your own high-quality podcast online in just under four weeks, even if you have absolutely no technical knowledge about how podcasting works. Intrigued? 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 Since 2006, Cliff Ravenscraft, a podcast answer man, has trained thousands of people on how to launch a successful podcast. Cliff has coached top-ranked podcasters such as Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelzner, Dan Miller, John Lee Dumas, and the list goes on. Podcasting A to Z is a four-week group training course that leads you step-by-step through the setup of your very own podcast. Not just the technical side, but also the mindset that goes into creating a successful show as well. One thing is certain. At the end of four weeks, you will have experienced one of the best investments you can make in taking your message to the next level. To learn more details about the course, head to podcastinga2z.com. Podcastinga2z.com. All righty. I'll tell you what, I, I, the water tastes great. Hey, podcasting A to Z, and some folks have asked me, you know, hey, if I already have a podcast, is it, you know, is, it probably wouldn't be a good deal, right? Well, it, it actually is a great deal for people who have already have an existing podcast. Maybe I can tell you this, you'll probably still pick up a ton of valuable insights from some of the sorts of the tutorials that I make available, and also if you'd like to have the ability to ask me any question you want for an entire four-week period of time, tap into the 20,000-plus hours that I've put into building a business around podcasting and and all of the other things that I've done over 3,000, almost 3,300 episodes now. Um, you know, if, if you think you'd like four weeks of access to having a personal coach like myself, I would love to work with you, even if you already have a podcast. Podcasting A to Z dot com. <coughs> oh my goodness, I thought I was over with. Uh, so anyway, let's see here. And then the last things that I just want to say here is that um, there's been a lot more recent exposure. Once again, um, there is the PBS News Hour. So PBS News did a six, uh, actually a little bit over six minute segment on pat, uh, podcasting. Thanks to Joshua Snow for sharing that one. Slate did an article uh, over at uh, Slate.com. Dave Goose had shown me this one. It says, what makes podcasts so addictive and pleasurable? So even more um, amazing promotion in the mainstream media is podcasting is definitely... I, I had predicted that 2014 was going to be the year podcasting went mainstream. And it certainly... Uh, it has definitely... It has definitely gone mainstream in 2014 and I'm so excited for myself uh, and and podcasting and I'm so excited for each of you and for those of you who haven't yet started yet it's not too late there is time to get in now anybody who starts a podcast in 2015 in five years from now you will be seen as a pioneer in this space Uh, so the best time to start a podcast was five years ago nine years ago ten years ago the next best time to start a podcast is right now. Absolutely right now. Well, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Real quick, I want to say a special thank you to Patreon supporter Anna Malikian from the Mindset Zone podcast, as well as all of the other Patreon supporters for Podcast Answer Man, the content that I'm creating here. You can learn more about that at podcastanswerman.com slash Patreon. 
And uh, just a reminder, I will not be here next week. I am taking Christmas off to be with my family, so no live show. But I do want to wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope that you have a very happy holiday season of whatever flavor you choose and wishing you great success for the new year ahead. I'll be back to my live show on January 1st. Until then, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Podcast! It's a man!